Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Come Play Podcast. This is episode 33. Here today is myself, Tyler, Brendy, and Bobby. Say what's up, guys. It's Friday the 13th, motherfucker. On a full moon. On a full moon. Better count your blessings. And Zach, not with us today on the injured reserve. Wait, wait, what, wait, what, what is he injured for? Like, what, what was the injury? Um, well, I diagnosed it as a sore pussy. Um, <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> probably uh, accurate. Oh, God. Zach is not here today, but that's okay. The <sighs> show must go on. And, uh, we're going to talk, we have a lot of interesting topics that I'm really excited for this one. We're going to fucking punch each other in the face and see who, which one hurts the most. That, um, that, that sounds good. All right. <laughs> anyway, let's get it started. So today we're going to talk about uh, our two main topics today is going to be salary cap in sports and should college athletes be paid. It's been a big debate and we're going to chime in on that. But first, we will go to the salary cap in sports. Um, something that we've talked on here briefly um, as something we were like, hey, we'll talk about this later. Uh, and here's later. So, um, yeah, we're going to get into that today and uh, and start that discussion. So I'll start this off by asking a, a question. Um, you know, how uh, it's just a simple question, really. What side of the fence are we on here, boys? The right one. Well, that's a good answer. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there is only one right answer. Um, but uh but yeah, let's let's get into it. So, a lot of a lot of I, I I've been on record to say that I am not a fan of one thing in baseball, um, and that being this not not having a salary cap um, that drives me insane. Uh, I think it's bad for the sport, and uh, so saying that you know what side of the fence I'm on. Um, but yeah, that's always been a thing. I've always said you know. Baseball is kind of dying, um, and I always cited that as one of the reasons. Wow, voice crack. Holy <sighs> Jesus. Mate. Um, starting off hot. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Um, yeah, I've always stated that. And, uh, and for me, I just think it, like, so you look at the four-man sports, right? Hockey, basketball, baseball, and football. You got three sports with salary cap and one with not, uh, without salary cap. And in my opinion, at this state, like at this time, I would say baseball, the one without the salary cap out of the four main sports is the least popular. Would you guys agree or no? Of of basketball, football, and hockey and baseball. And like just popularity in general? Uh. Yeah, like the popularity for the sport in general. Yeah. No, I would not agree with that. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Bless you. Uh, um, would would you say hockey's below baseball? I mean, just barely. Like, not not much. I think hockey's I mean, still a still the lowest at the moment. I think the I think baseball simply is thriving on tradition alone like the fact that it's still called america's pastime and 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 everything like that i think just how much of the country is tied to the game of baseball is definitely what's keeping it in its place right now um yeah that's what i'm thinking i mean it's funny i'm looking at an article now uh in the first half of the season this is coming from awful announcing.com uh joe lucia uh 
It says that local local viewership is down four percent in the first half of the season from the MLB compared to last year. I don't know. I just feel like no. everybody is just not like. I just feel like everybody I talk to is just not well, liking baseball as much as like it was a couple of years ago. There's or, a mil- there, there could be a million reasons for it, and, and I mean I know we're gonna mainly talk about the salary cap extensively, but you know a couple other issues game minor, or at least one other one is that the game is too slow. That's been a problem for a while, especially for I think baseball is the hardest sport to get a casual fan into because Uh, you kind of have to wait and see what happens. Like anybody who gets baseball, you know, knows, you know, why certain things happen, why why the game is played, how it is. Um, But you're trying to get somebody who may not be really familiar with baseball into it. And it's like wait, why, like, nothing's happening, nothing's happening, oh, okay, home run, okay, nothing's happening, okay, nothing's happening, okay, nothing's happening, like, that's for the casual viewer, you know, I feel like in in hockey, basketball, and football, every single second is action-packed, like, there's, there's no slowdown in any of those sports, so I think that's, that's part of baseball's problem. So, I just, I just want to add on, um, Tyler, you said that baseball, like, you, you kind of thought it was dying, or, um, or that it was has been regressing in the past few years. Um, if you're if you're to have said that like maybe like four or five years ago, I'd probably agree. But I would I, I would say now like it's actually doing like really well because um, because you have these athletes that are like basically kids like 20, 21 years old, and they're hitting four hundred fifty foot bombs like they're nothing. And that's becoming more of like a regular thing now that the casual viewer can enjoy. Yeah, I think. Um, um, and sorry, and I, sorry, I was just going to say like um, and to also like bring up Bobby's or like Bobby's points. It's like, well, at that point, that's not really a salary cap issue um, because um, I, I, I guess I guess what I'm just trying to say is. Um, I don't necessarily think the salary cap is the the issue that um, that baseball is facing. I, I agree with Bobby when he said like it's the fact that like the games are just like really long now, and I think there's a few things that baseball can do to fix that. But I don't think a salary cap would have anything to do with that. I I, um, I will backpedal and say that I think salary cap has an indirect is an indirect reason why baseball is possibly losing viewership. I'll say that. And I, I can explain that position in a minute. So, so I think, I think one of the most frustrating things, so like me, I'm like a hardcore baseball fan and like, I'll watch just about any game. Um, one of the most frustrating things to me is when, um, so like, let's say like you, you sub out the starting pitcher, you know, he's had a good outing or whatever. Uh, first relief pitcher comes in. Um, gives up a single pitching change instantly. <laughs> like that's, that's what is frustrating to me. It's like, if you want to know what's making the games like, you know, out like at least an hour long nowadays, like that's why like there's too many pitching changes going, going on for useless reasons. Um, like, I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that, um, you know, teams. I don't think it has anything to do with fight. You know, teams are scoring more, or it's more of a ta- like. I guess it's becoming more of a tactical thing now. I guess is what I'm trying to say. But it's like almost too tactical at this point. 
So it's to the point where like Major League Baseball has had to step in and be like, okay, we're limiting the amount of uh, limiting the amount of uh, mound visits nowadays. And Gabe Kapler's playing chess out here. You guys are all just falling behind. Exactly. So I know we just started the show, but we do have some breaking news. Oh wait! Ah, oh, god damn it! Okay, hold <laughs> on. All right. Coming from the NHL, the Toronto Maple Leafs and Mitch Marner have agreed on a six-year contract extension with an annual average value of ten point eight million dollars. Jesus Christ! Okay, it's finally over. Dear God. Yeah. So Please. I just wanted to add that because it's been like one of the biggest topics of the hockey summer. That's all I'm going to keep it at. I just needed to say that because... Uh, okay, just, so just now there should be no reason for connecting to hold out anymore. Right? Right? Well, he, he, I don't know. God I mean. damn you. <laughs> anyway. anyway um, but, yeah, to continue my... So I say the salary cap is affecting baseball, and this is why. I believe a salary cap keeps um, sports competitive. And, you know, I, I think... So, for example... Um, if you're comparing like hockey and baseball, right? Right now in baseball, obviously no salary cap. The, there is such a difference between the top of the teams in the league and the bottom. It's it's almost like crazy. So you look at the standings. Uh, this is for the NL. You got the Marlins with 51 wins, and then it's a huge jump up for Colorado, 62, Pittsburgh, 66, Cincinnati, 68. You had like the top of the league. You got the Dodgers, a team that has a huge payroll with 95 wins. Um, obviously, Atlanta doesn't have a huge payroll, but 91 wins just being up there. St. Louis, 82 wins. I also well, have the wrong thing you up. Wanna, you want to know why Atlanta has low payrolls? Because Ozzy Albies needs to fire his fucking agent. Yeah, well, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um, but, but, like, there's just a huge discrepancy. You know, you got... Again, like the Dodgers are a prime example. I mean, this is a team with, you know, a, I don't know what the payroll is, but I know it's like top five in the league. They have 95 wins. Um, and you just have all these teams at the top with all these wins. And then if you look at the AO, same thing. You got Seattle with 60 wins. Um, you got Detroit with 43, Kansas City with 55, Baltimore with 47. And then at the 43 top, you got three wins. Jesus. Yeah, 43 wins and 102 losses. <laughs> They are their uh, winning percentage is point two nine seven. If you were wondering, uh, but but at the top of the league, you got you know ninety five, uh, eighty seven, uh, eighty nine, ninety seven, and then just to wrap it all up, you know if you look at the wild card, um, you, you know in the AL you got the two wild card spots. You got Cleveland who's a half a game back, and then every other team is nine and a half back or more. Um, I think a salary cap creates a. Uh, bigger playing field because if you look on the hockey side now obviously this is about half the you know they play half the games uh that a uh, mlb team would but you know you have totals that are not you know ridiculously blown out of the water the west last year you had calgary leading the the league with 107 points and this is the you know the the western conference i'm looking at the conference as a whole their first the eighth best team had 90 points um, and if you go even further, the the 13th, the 12th best team at 81. Now, I know it's still a big gap, but you're also looking at in hockey, obviously, it's not like they had, you know, 107 wins. They had, you know, two points per win in overtime. So it's it's much more competitive. That's why I think baseball is dying because the competitiveness and I think the competitiveness because of the salary cap. 
So I, I want to just briefly explain um, for those that may not know. Um, so Major League Baseball does have what is known as a luxury tax, which for yeah. Major League Baseball, it's like basically like the softest like a salary cap could possibly even be. But just to like like briefly give a gist. So um, basically at the beginning of each year, there's like a certain uh, threshold, also known as like a, a ceiling. That's set by the commissioner. Um, it limits how much a team can spend on their players, like basically similar to like just about any other salary cap. But the thing is, is like if you go over that threshold, like the penalty is so soft that there's basically no salary cap. Right. It's right. sense. It's essentially I, I forget what the per- percentage is. I think it's about twenty percent for Major League Baseball, which is you know, basically like an extra quarter for like, a, um, you know, every two dollars you're spending. So like, it's not that bad, but like, so like when you're thinking, I don't know what the penalty is for um, going over in hockey. If there is, uh, I, you can't go over this. Like you literally can't. <laughs> okay, well then hockey is the only sport where you really can't, I suppose. Um, but like, but like in the NBA, it's basically like a one hundred percent tax, where it's like you have to pay like exactly double. Well, I don't know if the MLB is the same way, but I know in the NBA, like you can basically so you like you can't go over the salary cap for like signing free agents, but you can go over the salary cap to sign players that were already on your roster, and then you would get hit with a luxury tax. But like, cause well, like, that that lug the luxury tax though is like so big though. Yeah, well, well basically like going over the cap like a, a lot right so because i remember last year with the golden state warriors like everybody's assuming you know kd was going to leave and he eventually did but technically golden state could have went over the salary cap paid him got the luxury tax but i mean it would have been a huge hit right. and, and that's that's, that's known as bird rights by the way yeah um, basically yet the a player has to be on a team for three years in order to be eligible for that yeah, but I, I actually didn't know how it was in the MLB. Like I'm, but I'm pretty sure like you can go out and sign free agents, like even yeah. if you're over, and then just get hit with a luxury tax. Right. So what? Major League Baseball, it's like luxury tax. Like, like you you can sign like any players willy nilly in Major League Baseball for any price. But like there is a luxury tax. Um. But like like I said, it is very very soft. And to to an, another point that you've had, Tyler. So like a lot of um, a, a good way to uh, represent like how good a sport is doing is to like kind of look at like what the salary cap like ceiling is. Mm-hmm. Um, so back in um, back in 2003, the threshold for Major League Baseball was 117 million dollars, and um, and this year it was two hundred and six million dollars, so that's double what it was, you know, a few years ago. Yeah, you know, I, maybe, uh, maybe I don't know. I'm saying it wrong, I guess. You know, you go on Twitter, and I guess it depends who you follow, right? But like, I feel like you're gonna, there's more likely you're gonna see basketball news or NFL news, or just like I feel like it's just not like baseball is not as relevant on social media as other sports. I don't know, and. I, the other thing I ha- I say about like the whole, you know, uh, popularity too is that I feel like 
you know, and it's a long season. I get it in baseball, but you watch a baseball game um, in the middle of June. You're watching a Marlins game in the middle of June. There's like maybe a thousand people in the seats. It feels like there's probably more than that, but like it feels like about a thousand people. Well, you watch, go ahead. I was just gonna say, but that that's that's a different problem of its own. That's not necessarily a salary right. problem. Right, but what like I'm just saying like. I feel like it's more likely for you to see empty seats, like a lot of empty seats at a baseball game, more than like a football game, a basketball game, you know, a, a hockey well, game. Well, so Major League Baseball has actually done like a really, really good job of kind of moving into the modern era when it comes to broadcasting its games. Um, like they have like the um, they broadcast like a few games um they broadcast like one or two games a week on YouTube, YouTube for yeah, free. It's like, yeah, it's like the YouTube game of the week or something like that. And and even then, like you can easily like find um, a stream on online. Like if you, you know, have some sort of subscription, I'm sure. But I feel like baseball has actually done like a really good job, and um, they've gotten a lot better um, in terms of like social media, like kind of interaction, that kind of stuff, and. Um, I think I I'm not saying they've done the best of like the major four sports, but like they've definitely progressed um, in the right spot. Uh, I would just be interested to see um, how the results are in the long term now. So the threshold for the luxury tax has already been set for the next two years and it's, you know, it's continuing to go up. It's 208 million next year. And then the year after it's 210 million. So it's, I mean, that's a good sign. Um, and just to be clear, I, I just want to get this stat out of the way. Um, the team that has paid the most tax, um, in the past few years, unsurprisingly, New York Yankees, yeah. um, they've paid almost $320 million in tax since 2003. And they're and probably very happy to do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Um, but if you think about it, like, you know, that's what, um, like 15 years, 16 years. Um, like that's not a whole lot of money, like for the past 16 years. Yeah, if you put it that way, actually, it's really like 16 years, <laughs> right? Because I, I mean, mean, if you, if you, I'm just trying to do some quick math, that's like what, like maybe 15 to 20 million dollars a year, yeah, like 20, yeah, basically 20 million dollars a year, yeah. I, I, I don't know, I just, but, I but it, it, it's, but if you like, I, I do agree, like, Major League Baseball does need to, um, address like its in-game attendance problems but i don't necessarily think the salary like i, I don't think if like a salary cap gets implemented it's gonna be like oh you know that'll put butts in the seats like i, I don't there's think there's other it, ways to do that i don't think it the it directly correlates but i think it has definitely something to do with it um because i it, like for me i think it's a trickle down effect like if you have you know if you have a salary cap it keeps it competitive and what should in turn usually puts butts in the seats but I, I mean i will agree in the fact that i think the mlb has done a good job of um doing what they can because you know maybe it's not dying but i think the popularity has definitely decreased from you know the uh the 90s and early 2000s for sure um in terms of baseball i think like the the new generation is more likely to watch a basketball game than a baseball game uh, so in that case, I think they have done a good job of 
of doing what they can. It's just, I, I, I just go back to the competitive thing. And, and when you got, I mean, I, I have not watched a Detroit Tigers game this year, but I am sure there's about 500 people in the seats. Yeah, and I will say, well, that brings up another argument, though. I think Major League Baseball's main problem um, that has been, and this might just be like a problem in sports overall, but um, teams, for some reason, tend to have a fetish with tanking. Like, nowadays, especially the Miami Marlins. um, Yeah. Like I, I don't understand what the hell they've been doing, but um but I, I think that's one of the major problems that people like so it's like you, you will get um games where okay, so you'll have teams where it's like the Dodgers, the Braves, the Yankees, where it's like basically every game like it's gonna be filled like every seat. But then it's like if you know your team is tanking, like in a one hundred and sixty two game season, you're not gonna go to a single one. You know? Right, right. Well, I mean that—that's actually another point I had was that, um, you know, in in a at least I sh- I should say this preface this, obviously being a big hockey fan, I know the in basically everything about the game. So one thing to know about a salary cap, but you know, for the other sports, I have an idea of what it is, but I don't know exactly. So okay. I say that because like for for hockey. There's a there's a salary cap floor that you can't go under, and I don't know if it's like that for the other sports, but there is in basketball. I don't know about football though. Yeah, so you can't go under the salary cap floor basically to stop tanking, and that's one of the things that I think is really good because, um, an example in the NHL was the Ottawa Senators. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Uh, a team that looked like, you know, they were trading away all these pieces. Now, yes, they did finish last in the league. Fourteen. But, you know, they were only, uh, let's see, they were only six points, seven points in last place. And there was a bunch of teams around them. It wasn't like, you know, there was a team that had 74 points and they had 35. Like, it wasn't that situation. Um, so I think a salary cap uh, decreases the chances of that. So, okay. So I real quick, I just want to ask so, so like the other three sports um, you know, have a salary cap of like different um, you know, different levels. So like hockey, like, you know, extreme like hard salary cap and then um basketball um, you know, probably like a medium level salary cap and then football is another hard one. Yeah. So I guess it's like of the three sports, like if you could implement uh, one of those three into into baseball. Um, what would it be? As like oh, as like a salary cap should be there. Um, yeah, I would say you have one dollar. Stretch it as far as you like. I would say probably like a a cap like the NBA has it. Um, I think would probably be the best. Bet. I mean, the other thing about baseball. I mean, there's just fucking. I mean. There's just a thousand people. I feel like between like the majors and minors for all the teams, like there just seems like so many players. And I- I'm not saying like all those players count, but like I just feel like I- I'm not trying to put like a hard salary cap in MLB, but like at least make it a little bit closer. Now I like what the NBA does with like the max contracts and stuff like that. Now I mean, because that allows you to have your superstars or whatever, but it doesn't allow you to be like, okay, here's LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, fucking, you know, Irving. Well, that actually was almost a team. Uh, Irving, Embiid, like all these guys were a team. team. Um, <laughs> it doesn't allow you to do that. So, 
Yeah, I think for baseball, like a medium cap like that would be good. That's my opinion, though. Okay, I mean that that's not a that's not a terrible point, I guess. So, you know, it's kind of funny in baseball. Like, I'm almost um, I'm almost kind of anti salary cap for baseball, but it's like I'd like it in the other sports. Um, so another point I want you to think about though is like I think in baseball, um. So, like, in the other sports, a lot of what you do, or a lot of what your team does, falls on the GM. But in baseball, it's all about what falls on the owner, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, the, that's another reason why I kind of like not having a salary cap in baseball, is because it's like, the owners, like, will kind of get a little bit more of the spotlight. It's like, I can't tell you, like, the amount of times it's like, for the past let's say since 2013 that Liberty media, who's the owner of the Braves, which if you haven't heard of them, I'm not surprised, but um, (laughs) they basically have like no figurehead. Like they don't have like anyone that like, you know, comes in and does like, you know, interviews or whatever. It's like basically what Liberty media does is like, is it's basically like what they do with um, the the three other sports. It's like, they give the G like the, the GM says like, Hey, I'm interested in signing the, in signing this guy. And then Liberty media is like, okay, we'll think about it. And then like nothing right. happens. Right. Um, but the thing, um, the thing about, uh, about baseball though, is like, it has more focus on the owner, which I think, and um, could, could be used to give more of a critical aspect um, for the owner. Like, you know, give him like a little bit more of a spotlight and like, I guess, criticize the owner a little bit more if that makes sense can i can i offer a counter to this okay okay no um (laughs) i i so i i i guess i'm a little confused by what you're explaining so you're saying that you think that it's good for baseball to have the focus of the owner since it's kind of about their money that matters for a baseball team and how well they do is that what i'm hearing I mean, to an extent, yeah, but I mean, like, it, there, I mean, there, there is a bit on the GM though. Um, but I think, I think in baseball, it is solely not not solely, but it is a lot to, it has a lot to do with the ownership. I, see, this is this is where I, I think I'm gonna disagree here because, to me, part of what's what's amazing about a GM's position in, in you know something like hockey or something like that is the kind of moves that they're making, right? Good and bad. Right. So, I mean, you were saying earlier that you're complaining about the pitching and how, you know, a relief pitcher will come out, they'll pitch and let up a single and then they're changing again. And I mentioned that, um, you know, the GMs or the managers playing chess um, to me, hiring a GM that can, I guess, bring in a set of knowledge and a set of power to better a team with certain circumstances is definitely a lot more entertaining. It makes it a lot easier uh, for someone to be critical of, which is a good thing. I mean, we, you know, for in a hockey stance, you know, Ron Hextall was a GM for a little while and he wouldn't fucking release Andrew McDonald and call up Carter Hart. And now look where we are after he was gone. So I guess what I'm saying is to me, I don't understand why you would want more emphasis on just a guy who's flaunting his money and buying a team. Jeb Bush was going to buy the Marlins at one point. So like, I don't know why you would ever really want the emphasis on him. It has nothing to do with, you know, disagreeing on politics or any of that stuff. But like, I I don't understand why he would need attention just for owning the baseball team just by signing a check. 
Well, no. So I'm saying I'm saying the owner in baseball typically does does more than in other sports. Right, but I, I I think on the same token, they don't necessarily have to lift too many fingers for that though, because if they're if they have a good payroll coming in, then really all they have to do is you know have their scouts or have their coaching staff, you know, management staff come in and say, okay, look, this player looks good, let's pay him. Okay, cool. Here you go. You know what I mean? I I mean I think it depends too on like how much uh knowledge an owner has because like if you have a guy that i mean this basically goes hand in hand with what bobby was saying like if you have a guy that has knows nothing about the sport he just bought a team looking to basically to turn a profit or something um and he's got to be the guy that makes the move now i i'm i know that a guy you know wouldn't do that if the light was on him but like i just you need professionals in there to be dealing with that stuff i think and guys that are so knowledgeable and are the best at what they do um you know not a guy who just has money and you know says oh look fucking clayton kershaw looks good we should pick him up and i think that's that's an entertainment um quality in of itself right i mean you have a gm who comes in and he's reforming the team in a certain way and there's always a method to their madness whether some people want to believe it or not and you know a lot of times people are like fire the GM, fire the GM, and then all of a sudden they're right because you know a player they traded for turns out to be good it's an interesting part of the game that i don't think you just get in baseball you know what i mean i think the focus should definitely be on a gm whose sole job is uh to basically make the right moves make the right plays from a strategic standpoint to make the team better you know, it's up to the players on on whatever, you know, whatever they're playing, if it's football on the field, if it's hockey on the ice to, um, you know, to, to, to do their job. Right. And the GM also has their job to do, which is to build the best team possible with certain circumstances and make moves when necessary. And I think for, you know, diehard fans, that's something that they can kind of watch alongside the actual sport being played. I mean, and going along with that, and I know we kind of touched on this before, but I think having a salary cap also just keeps it keeps the league interesting and keeps like free agency interesting because eh, well it's not a good example for this MLB offseason because it was crazy and there was teams going everywhere uh, or players going everywhere rather but I think um, if you have a league with a salary cap you're obviously not going to be able to sign a bunch of these star players it also a salary cap one of the biggest things, honestly, the points I have to make on this is that it keeps star players in small markets. Um, that's kind of my biggest, or, or for the most part, that's kind of my biggest point. Um, because, you know, um, for a team like um, the Milwaukee Bucks, right? That's a, well, not that their market's small, but it's not like a, a New York or a, or a Los Angeles or something. And, you know, they're a team like that could keep players there or um a team like the let's see in hockey like the um i'm trying to think of like a small market i mean the florida panthers to some extent i mean even though they're 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 having attendance problems of their own i mean they have been able to sign good players um and, and i'm sure living in florida is a perk but um yeah they've been able to have good players because other teams can't you know toronto can't snatch up every good player in the league because they have they make the most money um so yeah and, and you know it forces a salary cap forces teams to make moves right you know if you need to to uh clear five million dollars in cap space you have to make a, a move to do that you can't just sit on your hands and be like oh well, i have this money and there's no 
going to be no penalty. I can just sign him. Um, you know, you have you 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 can make moves, and you know, a guy is not performing. And the MLB, I feel like, you know, sometimes they get released, and that's one thing. But you know, sometimes they just get buried, and it's like whatever. We're just going to get off of our major league team, but you know, we don't want to see your face anymore. And I think in other leagues, I think you know, you have to try to make moves or do something to free up that. So. And just thinking a salary cap um, creates, um, you know, just a more competitive environment. It, it creates a more interesting league. And, yeah, that's my biggest thing. I think um, I do want to bring up entertainment. I think I do want to bring up another point, though. It's it's where the players kind of fall in all this. I, I think it's an interesting thing that baseball players out of all the sports are getting paid the most money. Like Mike Trout with a $400 million well, contract. Yeah. Why do you think that is? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, what I'm saying is, is like, so I'm, I'm just, I'm kind of picking at a straw, but I, I, I do. It, it's been interesting. So we saw in the NFL in the past year, the, these contract holdouts more specifically living on bell. And we talked about it on, in, you know, in infinitum for a long time. Right. And the whole idea was getting paid. And, Part of why, you know, you're seeing NFL guys do that is because of all the injuries and all the, the um, you know, concussion awareness that has been uh, getting talked about a lot more over the years, which is great. I'm glad people are finally talking about it and, and trying to address the problem at ham, trying to make the game safer, you know, so that these guys aren't, you know, killing themselves after the game. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, to me, and... and not that concussions don't happen in baseball, but they definitely happen a lot less than they do in in football. And you would you would think that NFL players would get paid a ton more than baseball players just for the simple fact that they have to recover forever after they're manned. I mean, you cannot physically go through that many collisions over the course of a lifetime, especially like I don't know, you start playing, let's say high school, all the way through college onto the NFL. That's a lot of that's a lot of wear and tear on the body that I just don't think you necessarily see in in, in baseball you know what i mean it's just funny to me it's really really funny to me because the definitely the injuries and the medical expenses are a lot more expensive on an nfl player than an mlb player yeah football should like if somebody had never seen football before in their life they'd think it'd be illegal i mean it's it's like a train wreck it is it is it's it's insane and you know I, i I've been on both sides of the fence where on one hand, I want to see the game be a little bit safer so that these guys, you know, because the stories are tragic, man. I mean, there, there's there's, there's, just no question about it anymore. This, what happens to these guys after they retire, especially those who have had multiple concussions, is scary shit, you know? And, um, you know, I'm sorry. I, I just completely lost my train of thought there. Uh, fuck. Hold on. Give me, give me one second there. So, I lost it. So, all right. So I, I just... So I another um, salary cap thing we haven't really brought up, and um, mainly because I feel like I'm probably the only one really knowledgeable knowledgeable on it is um, is Major League Soccer, and I just want to get your guys' opinion on this. Um, so Major League, Bo- uh, wow, I can't what? fucking talk. Major League Soccer, um, they they also have a pretty hard salary cap, but there is a way you can go over it. So. Um, the league has what is known as uh, designated players, and basically, um, you're it, it. Basically, lets you sign international players by like going over the cap like very easily. Um, and if you can, um, I, I think there. I think the limit is three designated players per team. Um, 
but the the cap is almost like just as soft as uh, baseball in the terms in terms of like think think of a team like Atlanta United though it's like um or they have three designated players and um and and they're doing well whereas there's some teams without any and you know they're also um they're also suffering so it's like it, I, I guess I guess with soccer um it is um kind of makes things a little bit interesting with with uh with their rules uh with the designated player rule um but you know the other sports don't really have something like that so i mean i think soccer's a little bit of an anomaly because of you know the ability to loan players off and stuff like that um you know you don't really you don't see that in other sports uh you know, to, to clear, you know, if you're, if you're loaning a player out, you're obviously not paying. Well, it depends, I guess, the, depending on what the other team settles for, you know, how much you're paying in his wages and stuff like that. Um, so I think just because of that aspect is a little, it's a little different, um, you know, and that's MLS. I mean, I obviously, you know, I, I didn't bring up international soccer because I think that's a whole different animal because there's all these leagues and stuff like that. But, I mean, that's another sport that, you know, teams can spend, you know, can spend wherever they want, literally. And they don't um, even have a luxury tax. Yeah, there's no penalty for that. Um, you know, that's why you see the, you know, the same teams a lot. So, you know, the the Manchester Uniteds, well, they're struggling, but the Man City, you know, PSG, Real Madrid, all those teams. But, yeah, soccer is a little bit different just because, like I said, of that, um, but yeah, no, I do get the point with that though, with the designated players, I just, I, it's, it's hard for me to be, it's hard for me to say just cause I feel like it's just different and not like the other major sports, but that's just me. So, um, so yeah, that, I don't know if you guys had anything else to add, but, um, that is the, there's a lot of really. fucking money in baseball. Yeah, there really is. Yeah, I remember like watching the news when Cole Hamels got signed. I don't remember oh, the contract at the time, but when Cole Hamels signed with the Phillies, and that was like a ridiculous contract. Yeah, and uh, and it's just like, and and I think we've talked about it on the podcast before. I mean, the best player in hockey right now is making twelve and a half million dollars. That's yeah. like. Dude, you could be like a bench player making yeah. like twelve and a half million yeah. dollars in the MLB. It's <laughs> like, nuts. You know what I mean? It's nuts. And I, I guess I did want to bring up one more point uh, in regards mm-hmm. to some of the competitiveness you were talking about. So from some of the, I, I was talking to uh, Brendan Tire before we got on the show today, and I was saying how when I was doing some research for the the, the salary cap, um, I found a site where two guys were debating, and uh, someone brought up the Athletics, um, mm-hmm. one of the lowest. Are they the lowest, or are they one? Are they are they the lowest earning team? I forget. They're what they're I, down there, right? I yeah, they. I don't know if they are now. Yeah, but yeah, for a long time they were the lowest. Yeah. yeah. So they kept bringing them up as a shining example of you don't need a salary cap to be competitive because they made the playoffs, and I, I feel like that was so short sighted. Um, but I was curious what your thought on this. I I think it's a red herring, honestly. Like y- you can. I'm not going to say that the Athletics got lucky, but I am going to say that, you know, for the money they had, they got probably as best they could. 
uh, yeah, well, it's the whole. I mean, there's you know, movie made off of money. Yeah, ball and stuff literally like that. a whole movie about how this is a problem. So like, I don't really get. Th- so if, if the argument is like, does it keep it competitive? You know, I don't think that's necessarily true. Like that was one team that that you know did that and and did good and signed these players. Imagine like, just imagine like out of the MLB, six or seven teams did that. You know, they they go on this approach where oh we're gonna try to sign these guys, whatever. Then you got all these other players that are gonna sign to the big guys with all the money, and you're gonna have a goddamn super team. And then you are gonna get blown out of the water. Like that was one team that did it, so it worked because the league was like, I guess still kinda you know, it was all competitive, but like I feel like that wouldn't work all over. Like I, I think I you're gonna have teams that are gonna abuse it anyway. Not every team is going to be like, oh, we're going to just try to save as much money as possible. It's not how it works. Like, teams are going to be like, we want to win. We're going to spend money. And I just don't, like, that's why I don't think it would work. I I guess what my thought is, it's like, it's not impossible for a team Uh who doesn't have a low payroll, or, or who does have a low payroll to do good. I'm not, I don't think any of us here are saying that's not possible because, I mean, it's happened already, right? I guess the, the problem always is is that the bigger payroll teams in baseball are almost always in the playoff picture at any given point. They have a better chance of making the postseason because of their increased revenue, whereas, yeah. you know, no one expected the Blues this season to win the Stanley Cup. Like, that. Like that's how much did that guy make off that bet? Uh, no, I don't remember. I forget. Like it was like something like one twenty-five to one or something like that. Odds. Yeah, it was something, it was something like that. <laughs> like it, what? What I'm saying is, is like you never know who was going to come out of the works, and that's what makes the game exciting. I fucking blanked on all my playoff picks this year, but you know, it, I'm I'm fine with seeing some interesting things happen in, in the sport of hockey. Whereas baseball, you can at least have four or five or six guaranteed spots. Where you're like, okay, I know Boston's going to be. In, I know New York's going to be in. You know what I mean? It happens mainly every season yeah i agree with that i mean you that's what i said i mean the dodgers are oh you know they're, they're one of the contenders they have been for the past couple of years and and you know why that is because they you know are yeah. paying players handsomely um they got you know they they went out and got machado and they got him as a rental but they were able to go out there and get him and so you know because of that so um, yeah, I think we're going to stop that conversation there. Um, I believe that was a really good one. Brendy, what's like, just to clear it up, because I know what side me and Bobby are on, but what side are you actually on? Like, do you think there should be salary cap in sports or not? So, well, in sports in general, like, I guess my personal preference for right now is um, just maintain the status quo. Like, I, I think what we have right now, it's good and it's working for. It's working for like each sport, like uh, and like they're finding their own way to get it done, you know. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, like I said, like yeah, it was a really good conversation. Uh, we're gonna move on to in case you missed it now, and then afterwards we'll move on to our college athletes discussion. Discussion, excuse me. But for now, let's move to in case you missed it. Shit, sorry. Hold on, my thing exploded. <laughs> wow. my, my thing just fucking exploded. Give me, give me one second here. Uh, I gotta stall. Yeah, no, we're good. Uh, we're good. All right, here, kick it here. Throw, throw it to me again. All right, here we go. And now we move to in case you missed it.
Right, God, that was harder to get out than the shit this morning. Holy fuck. Wow, okay. I just shit. fucking can't. I fucking can't. Okay, so anyway, uh, without any further interruption, so we got we got some pretty uh, interesting gaming topics today. So uh, one major game that, a uh, sports game that has come out recently that I basically no plans on buying unless Tyler buys for me, uh is N- is nba 2k20 and th- my re- my reasoning for this is that the past like two or three 2k games have probably been the worst in the franchise since its existence um i, I will say 2k19 actually wasn't too bad uh and it looked like 2k was actually going in the right direction but 2k20 was released i think today last um so like exactly exactly seven days ago mm-hmm. um and it seems like they've taken a giant U-turn again. Uh, and the game just looks as broken as it was like in 2K17 and 18. And to show you exactly what I'm talking about, I'm kind of hoping Bobby can um, pull up on stream. Yeah, but basically, okay, let me compare this to NHL. At least NHL has its own cheese and its own problems, but at least the physics sense. But I, I just I want you guys to take a look at this. The and it's fuck? like... And you got your boy Zion right here. Um, he doesn't seem to really know how to hold a basketball. <laughs> and um, it, you know, kind of defined gravity a little bit right there. Right. Um, and the thing is, it's like, it, it's not just a physics problem. It's not just a graphics problem. There's people that are like literally playing through like full session games and not getting any experience for their players. Like, uh, I got another twitter clip to show you guys or they're not getting any 2k points like for their players and they're not ranking up at all um tyler you can look at that one that's that's actually the wrong link i'm, my a, bad. I'm a, it's on stream right now what the fuck uh but as you can see um as you can see like they're literally getting experience for playing like they're, they're not getting experience for playing a game like they're getting their vc but they're not like leveling up at all and i'm not i'm not sure if that's a graphics issue or if they're just legitimately like not getting anything let me uh i'm sorry just real quick let me backpedal for our audio listeners uh the first gif that uh randy sent is zion basically catching a basketball with a defender's arm like intertwined with his and all of a sudden the basketball just floats in like a 360 formation around his head like <laughs> it really weird and then the second one you showed was what appears to be i guess an end screen after a game is over and uh the player did not get any like additional attributes for his pro uh so he basically gained nothing except those uh coins or whatever currency is in that game uh so yeah yeah vc so he got literally nothing out of that continue sorry i just wanted to right and i was just gonna say there there is also one more clip where it looks like um it's a little bit hard to describe um might need some audio help for this one as well but basically um Basically, there's this guy that's getting double teamed and like this, the opponents are having like the the most like impossible time, like trying to defend him. And he almost makes like a nearly impossible shot, like seem like effortless. And it's stuff like that, that like is making me refuse to buy 2K. And um, that's a fucking travel too. what the fuck? That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> That's a fucking travel. Yeah, uh, so it let me. Like there may, it looked like there may have been a double dribble in yeah, there as well. Oh yeah, there's a lot of that. I mean, you can argue, oh, he touched the ball so he can dribble again, but no. Regardless, it's a fucking travel. Um, so let me for audio listeners, let me just give you the play by play. Okay, so you have a 
player dribbling the ball. He's right, uh, right a little bit past the arc near the foul line. Uh, he's dribbling, he's dribbling, he's dribbling. Two guys post, uh, he passes to his teammate who runs up right next to him, basically at the center foul line. Two guys double team him. Uh, they're basically both just reaching for the ball. So there's a couple of fouls probably in there too. And he's doing, yeah, he jumps up in the air and just leaps over to the other side. Like, what the <laughs> hell am I looking at? He basically just leaps into the paint, right? He has not dribbled the ball and he's like, takes like three steps. He does like, you know, he's just kind of ripping the ball kind of back and forth, back and forth. He's still getting double teamed here and he's, you know, he kind of brings it to his stomach, does a, does a step. And then just dribbles back and just does just the stupidest looking shot I could see from the paint. Like he just kind of fades away right. and just kind of overarcs it into the basket. It's ridiculous. Right. And one of the like one of the reasons why we rag NHL so much is because is because like we actually have that video. But I am like and it like 2K has repeatedly like put out trash games or not trash games, but um, it's put out a trash NBA game every single year. And, um, you know, they have probably the most dedicated fan base, like, except for maybe FIFA of like any of like the major sports games. Yeah, it's FIFA. Um, it's FIFA and 2K and it's not even close. Right. But the thing about 2K is like they know there's no competition. Like there's NBA Live, which I actually think is getting, like I actually think the game is improving a little bit. But the thing about um, 2K is like they have the same exact problems every year and like certain problems even get worse. So it's like, let me ask a person like Tyler, why the hell do you get 2k every single year? I don't get, so 2k is the one sports game. I don't get every single year. I happen to get last year's game. <clears throat> um, but I don't know. I just, what really happens <laughs> and this will go like, this is kind of a perfect segue for later, but I end up watching college basketball and I really want to play a college basketball game, but there's no college basketball game. So I got to play NBA. Like it's kind of one of those situations. Um, and you know, I do like watching basketball from time to time. Um, for the most part, you know, I, one of the other things that draws me to it is in my career and the cutscenes and all like that, the story, like that was the other thing for me. But, um, you know, this year I'm not getting it. Uh, I don't have any intention, uh, on getting it. And, I, there's definitely glitch like there's definitely a lot of gameplay things that I wasn't a fan of. I don't think it's trash. I, I think there's improvements that definitely need to be made like any game. Um, but I mean, the thing with them is, yeah, you're right. They don't have any competition really, so they can put out any game they want and be fine. Um, but yeah, for me, you know, I, I think it's not, the worst thing in the world but yeah definitely some improvements need to be made well it's it, i i don't understand it's like there there's also other problems like with the gameplay it's like so do you have 2k20 and do you plan on getting it if you no i don't have it and i'm not getting it okay and is is it like for the reasons that i've mentioned no it's just that i don't really want it this year i you know i have other things i need to buy and save up my money <laughs> right and and i've heard another problem and i'm trying to move i'm going to try to move on quickly I, another problem i've heard is like the uh my career like story is like just god awful every single year it's gotten like worse, they, yeah. they basically they basically like either try to make it a love story or like they try to make your person like a whiny bitch um from from what i've heard um like, am I wrong? 
No, I, I will say, like, they've definitely made it worse. Like, I remember NBA 2K14 was my favorite story. And, like, it was simple and it was good. Now they, like, have characters that are just annoying as shit. And, like, you know, like I said, I like the aspect of, like, making decisions um, can hinder your career or excel them, whatever. But, yeah, no, I, I agree. The story has gotten worse. All right, well, um, on that happy note, let's uh, move on. NBA so, Street 2 is the best basketball game ever made, and it wasn't even fucking close. Oh, yeah, that was a great <laughs> game. All right, so um, I'm trying to decide which story I want to do first. Um, so, okay, so I, I'm just I'm going to ask you guys straight. Have you guys ever played a video game and just had a very, like, creepy slash awkward experience with another gamer? Like online. Uh, uh I don't wanna I've made I've made other people like I've put on a uh how do I say this? I've I've made myself I put on a different face and made myself uh, made it awkward, I guess. I'll explain if you need me to because I know uh, that awkward or like creepy. So, so I, I so yeah, so either. Okay. So uh go ahead, Ty. On, Ty. Second. No, okay, go ahead, go. Ty. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, a while ago, me, Zach, and uh, another friend of ours was playing um, GTA, and we met a random person on there, and basically, I claimed that I was gay for Zach. Um, oh, I remember that. Yeah, and, uh, you know, so I've done something like that, but I've never, something, nobody's never made it, like, weird toward me. I okay. I really like to be funny. Okay, so let me read you a couple stories that I've got from Reddit here. Um, so, uh, the, I'll, I'll just read like two stories. They're pretty short. Um, but, uh, I think they might, uh, eh, they, they have a pretty creep factor to it. Okay. I think I read this one. So, um, this story says when I was playing Minecraft with some friends, I offhandedly mentioned that I was hungry. One guy I didn't know, but who seemed relatively normal at the time said, a pizza is on on its way to your house. I immediately checked back in chat because I did not remember typing up my address, let alone give it to someone I didn't know personally. I acted normal and kept playing, but 30 minutes later, a pizza arrived at my door already paid for. I immediately told my friends to watch out since he had somehow gotten my address. Uh, I have not heard or spoken to him in a couple years. Yeah, so totally a little creepy, a little generous. I, I, it's okay. It's definitely creepy, but like, I feel like the guy did it not with like the intention of being generous, but it definitely comes off creepy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? That was such a fucking like power creepy move. I don't even know what the <laughs> fuck that was. Uh, and and then one more. I just want to mention briefly. Um, this is just a really short one. It said. One time I, I uh one time I was playing PUBG. I heard gunshots, but it didn't sound like it was coming from in game. And then I heard a couple dudes arguing, then silence. And then I saw two dudes standing next to each other and killed them both. So <laughs> so it sounds like these two guys got in a gunfight in real life. That's what it sounds like. That's how I was taking that. Jeez. Uh... He, he didn't call the cops and he didn't know where to even start. And he was the apparently the person that heard it was only like 14. 
And he was only, and he said the only reason he was mad was because he heard loud noises. <laughs> God, I'll say that uh, I don't recall having any like creepy experiences, but I definitely had some in- interesting interactions with people in MW2 lobbies. Uh, infamous. Uh, I remember one dude specifically. He just, I swear, it was he was. You'll know exactly what I mean when I say with it. Say this. He was the god of the lobby because he was the only one with a deep voice. That's literally <laughs> the only yeah. reason. So he, it was him and like a bunch of these two, two or three like squeakers. He had like an army of squeakers like with him partying up and playing a game. And I remember it was, uh, uh, I forget, I think it was like domination or something like that. And I remember he was just yelling at everything for just like no reason. And then at one point, like I was wearing a headset and I was in game chat for one, some weird reason that day. I was like, I, I think I said something like, man, dude, like pipe down Christ. And he's like, no, fuck you. Fuck you. I swear to God, I'm going to come to your house and fuck your mother so hard. She's going to be walking sideways. And I'm sitting there like, fuck me. Jeez. All right. Fine. Muted. Christ. Yeah. I was going to say like there's I, I feel like i say this for a lot of things but there's always like this meme i guess going around with that like you know you couldn't survive an xbox 360 <laughs> party the video like, on youtube is great everyone is just calling each other you know gay slurs yeah and, and, but, and, but, like, it's, it's true that, yo like people are calling like people bottles of cum like it was, yeah like, <laughs> like, like i don't oh know what is going on but like it's true like you cannot you know sit through that I will uh, hate forever the, you mad? You mad? You mad? Yeah. Mad? I, I hate it. It's like, no, I wasn't mad, honestly. I was just saying, oh, I disagree with you or I didn't like what you did. And now you're just pissing me off because you're being an annoying little sack of shit. But that, I guess that's that's not, neither here nor there for you, huh? Yeah. Fuck um, hell. Uh, so I, I just want to move on. And, of course, we got to end in case you missed it, uh, you know, with, with some trivia. And just, Fuck Yes. And I just want to be clear about um, I'm actually kind of surprised we haven't done this one yet. Um, just to be clear, though, um, this specific list is actually um, voted on by fans. It's not like official. So, oh, by the way, shout out your uh, the, oh, yeah, uh, shout the, out to yeah. shout out to Ranker.com. They give me all of my uh, lists that I use for sponsor uh, us. Give us money. Yes. We want to yes. do this. Okay, exactly. So, um, so this is just to be clear before I quiz you guys, this is a uh, community slash fan votes, uh, this particular list. Okay. Uh, so the topic is the best video game. Wait, that's not the right one. <laughs> okay. Christ. Okay. The, okay. The topic is the best video games of all time. Oh, and it's actually a top 100 list, but you know, you know, we don't have time for that. So uh, Am we're gonna stick. We do this last week. So no, we no, did. We did the, we, so we did uh, a couple weeks ago. We did the most popular games of right now. now um, that, this, this is what scares me though about this being like a community fan vote is that I think I should know some of these answers, but because it's voted on by I'm assuming modern fans, I might be wrong. Right, so I I briefly looked at the list, and um, and I mean I'm looking at it right now, obviously, but like most of the games that like um, 
that are on the most the games that are in the top 10 i feel like for the most part like would be in like an official top 10 anyway okay. so like i think the fans actually did a good job on this one okay um so i'm gonna start with uh i'm gonna start start with bobby uh so you got top 10 best video games of all time okay in terms of entertainment playability whatever you want just the best what okay. you got goldeneye congratulations you've already lost how Golden- that's literally <laughs> it, that that see this is what i'm talking about that game is considered one of the greatest games ever created like no joke like on well, all the official it, lists you, I want you to think about every single video game that's ever been created. Um, oh, and if, if, if I were to like just give you the top ten right now, like you would understand why GoldenEye is not on there. Um, I don't have an idea. <laughs> so, so, so then they have to be like all retro games, then whatever. It, I will. I'll, I'll say like there's not any like classic like arcade games. Like there's not like Donkey Kong on here. This list already Pac-Man. fucking sucks. Tyler, go ahead. Do you want a lifeline, Bobby? No. Okay, what do you want, Ty? I'm trying to think, like, so you have to think of, like, what audience is going to be on the site, number one, and number two, like, what game reached the most audiences. So, like, the first thing that comes to mind is, like, Grand Theft Auto. So I'll say, like, GTA 4. So doing a quick glance, uh, the highest Grand Theft Auto is actually Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, and it's not in the top ten. Okay. Oof. All right, I'm still alive, baby. Yes. So, all right, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give you another try, Bobby. Yeah. All right. And uh, just so you know, Goldeneye was number twenty-one. That is such horseshit. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say Minecraft. All right, maybe this was a bad list. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How? Like, really? Like, like. Well, actually, for Minecraft, I feel like there's a lot of people that love it, but a lot of people that won't give it a chance because they feel like it's a nerd's game. It's exploded recently, though, and honestly, just from a just from a fan standpoint, you would think that just just the cultural impact that that game has had should just put it up there by itself. I answer me this one fucking question: Is Fortnite in that top ten? Uh, no, it is okay. not. Right. I, I can't was, even find Fortnite I was, yet. I was about to say, Fortnite is in that top 10. I am literally flying down there kicking your ass because that list is fucking garbo. Uh, no, okay, I'll give you one more try, Tyler, and if not, I'll give you guys the top 10. Jesus. So, I'll say this. I know nothing about this game, but I know a lot of people that like it. So, The Legend of Zelda. I don't even know if it's a game or a series. I have no fucking idea. Yeah. That's, so, they gotta uh, be there. Yeah, so Legend of Zelda actually has two games in the top ten. It has Ocarina of Time and Link to the Past. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Ocarina, so Ocarina of Time is a fantastic game. I mean, that's not even. Not even right, and uh, I, so yeah, Legend of Ocarina of Time's number one, by the way, and Link to the Past is number six. And then the only other like series I could think of is like the the um, Mario series, but well, I, there's a lot of Mario games, but. That, that's what I'm saying. I, I couldn't even like maybe Mario 64 or something. Yeah, it's, it's right. got to be the story. Well, so where is I, NHL I'll, 94? Uh, so I'll I'll go ahead and give you guys the top ten. So number two, uh, number two is Skyrim. I don't think that's I don't think that's surprising. No, that's not. Uh, and oh, then no. number three, um, Tyler uh, is Super Mario Bros. Three. Okay. Three. Okay. Yeah, I, I can. Three is kind of like where like, I, I guess kind of like jump started into the modern era, I, sure. I suppose. Sure. Um, number four, Super Mario World. Number five, Super Mario 64. 
Okay. And then yeah. Link to the Past, <laughs> number six, like I said. Number seven, this is going to be a little surprising. The original Red Dead. Wow. Really? That, that beat is. out Minecraft and Goldeneye and wow, really? I mean, well, great, great, great game, game but... but really? <laughs> so I don't, I, I'm a little surprised at that too, but I, mm, I don't know. What? Okay. And then number, God. well, maybe not at seven. Um, maybe at top 10. 10. No. Uh, yeah. Okay. So number eight, unsurprisingly, Final Fantasy seven. Sure. Yes. Um, number nine might be kind of surprising, maybe not. Um, The Last of Us. I I have heard I have not played the games, but I have heard fantastic things about the game. So I'm not I'm actually not surprised. I guess. Hold on, sorry, I'm trying to pick something up. Uh, I guess what I'm more surprised about is that game is not very old, like at all. Like yeah, it came out that old. It came out in 2013, and. I I remember like the it was super hyped when I came. Oh yeah, um, and yeah, lived up to it. So, um, and then number ten, you guys might find this surprising, but I don't. Uh, number ten is Chrono Trigger. Oh, <laughs> why? Yeah, I would never get that. Uh, it, it's it it's one of those um I guess classic uh you know '90s games that you know if you grew up with it's you know one of your favorite. It, it's like Pokemon in a way, you know. It's also like Golden Knight that make the fucking list. Well, fair. That is fair. But yeah. anyway, okay. that's, so that, that's an that, interesting that, top that, ten. But yeah, that that that's that's it for that one. I'll try to find a better one next time. I I thought you guys would be better at it though. But that, that list is fucking janked. Continue on. Um. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm I'm a little hurt by that comment that we were bad at that. I mean, look at that list. Come on. Uh, okay, I thought you could have gotten at, at least like two. I, I swear to God, I thought Goldeneye was a surefire because it's in like everybody's top ten. Like everybody yeah, who's I, been playing video games yeah. forever has Goldeneye in their top ten. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Hang on, I gotta do some research. So continue on with the next topic. Anyway, we are gonna move on to our uh, second topic here. <laughs> um, should college athletes be paid? Uh, one of the hot topics, um, hot debates, I should say, in in the past few years, and uh, you know, something that recently has actually come to light again because of some laws that are you know being passed and um, potentially being passed and stuff like that. So we will get onto that. Um, as I <laughs> I can't even say the straight with a straight face. <laughs> Bobby has a little presentation um, <laughs> for this segment that he will okay. put up. He's got a little PowerPoint. Uh, <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight oh, face. Oh, God, I can't. So oh, Bobby's, Bobby's can't. got a PowerPoint. I have a PowerPoint. I just, I want to be extra about this. Okay, so, no, I'm not, this isn't for the whole argument. I just... I, I had a little bit of experience with this topic already because of a class I took two years ago in college. Uh, and yes, you will notice if you look on the stream that I didn't even put the NCAA when it, it was established. I When I was typing it, I wanted to put it but didn't go back and finish the year. So I just have four X's. It was established in 40 uh, in Roman numerals. Uh, but there are a couple stats and there is something I wanted to bring up. Uh, so it, they deal with... Uh, the NCAA deals with 1,117 <laughs> colleges and universities, three athletic divisions, 100 athletic conferences, and 40 affiliated sports organizations. 
and they have specific guidance policies regarding student athletes and their status. More specifically, how they use that status outside of the game. And uh, I I did just want to show that real quick, just because I'm literally not gonna go through this whole thing because it's gonna be a story that I talk about in a second anyway. And the rest of it has something because I had to relate it back to what we were talking about in class. But I just wanted to be extra about it because I I had to I was doing the research and I was like, holy shit, where's that PowerPoint? And I dug through and found it. So there's so that. I I just gotta say why it's so fun. I mean, I'm, well, I should also say yeah. Good thing you clarified, like, if people would have thought you made it for this, like, no, that no, is no, no. so fucking accurate. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but no. I, didn't, I didn't know about this, and he just messaged me and goes, Tyler, I have a PowerPoint. And I, <laughs> now I keep looking at it now, and it's just funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. God. All right, so, yeah. Um, like I said, big debate. Uh, let's just get right into it. So, um. I, I'm going to start off and say that uh, I am on the side of I think college athletes should be paid. Um, I think, you know, it's it's uh, there. I, I, I think either side of the fence you're on, I think there's going to be pros and cons for both sides. Like this is not this is not an argument where you can just say, OK, like one side's definitely better or not. Like this was, you know, there's a lot to lose and a lot to win from both sides. So. Um, for me, like I said, I am on the side that they should be getting paid. Um, I guess starting off with, uh, one of the points I had, um, college is for somebody that is not, is first of all, is in a community college and second is not doing sports. Like just that alone and having classes, you know, uh, you know, having five classes a semester or something like that is a lot. It's a lot of work. Imagine having uh, uh playing a sport where you could potentially be trying to go pro in um that's a lot of fucking time that there's only 24 hours in a day there's just not enough hours in the day i feel like mm-hmm. um it's it's just a, it's a big stress i feel like uh for for oh. players uh who did we lose Please. oh we lost brendy uh excuse me we lost we're gonna continue the show but we did just Brendan appeared to have disconnected for some reason. Hopefully we can get him back soon, but just in case you don't hear him, that's why. But uh, we're going to continue on here. Sorry. I think he lost his internet. Oh, he's back. Oh, no, there he is. There he is. Uh, oh, look at the little fucker. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I think um, it's just something that uh, it's – how can you focus on your academics if you have – you know, it's just – I feel like it's hard to focus on your academics and sports. Like, it's just too much. That's my – that's I, me. There's a whole dark side. And, and before we start, um, I want to give everybody a uh, after-show watch suggestion. Uh, John Oliver does uh, a show on HBO called uh, Last Week Tonight. Uh, a comedy news show. He talks about serious shit. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but the whole thing is he makes fun of it too. Uh, so – um, he did one on the NCAA and, and student athletes and all that stuff. So, and he, and he brings up a lot of good sources and big interviews and stuff like that, that, uh, uh, is definitely a lot more detailed than we can definitely ever go into. Um, mm-hmm. and he did it very well. So uh, besides that, and I, I'm going to bring up some stuff that he talked about in his show. Um, and that's actually one of the points you hit Ty. Um, so what I've, according to what they were talking about on the show in a couple of the interviews, is they were talking to somebody who got I forget his, I forget his name. He got a, a scholarship to play football at a certain university, right? To to play football, 
Um, I'm not sure if it was full or not, but he got a scholarship, right? So he goes there and plays football. Um, he would be just put in classes that just meant absolutely fucking nothing. Like, right. I, it was like some... So he said he took a language class, and I forget what language it was, but it was like... It was it was a language that's definitely not common. Like it's not it's not English, it's not Spanish, it's not French, German, Latin, any of those. It's like this third world country's language. That I don't even remember what it was called. And he's like, I've never used it a day in my life, but that's what class we took so I could get the credits and keep my academic uh uh status so I don't get disqualified from the team. So there's a whole other dark side to that. And um I think what you're hitting on is the main reason. Um, and, and just for the record, before we begin this, I'm on the fence with this whole thing. Um, I, I am having, I have a trouble picking a side in either of this. Um, and I'll explain in a second, but, uh, to your point, um, that's the thing, right? There are people in pretty bad financial situations, right? Um, so, Let's say somebody gets into a college, right? Um, take a leap, go into college, but they're going to end up with a ton of debt. Trust me, I know what debt is. Um, <laughs> you, they have to work while they're, play, you know, while they're playing football or whatever sport they're playing and, uh, and go to school and do well in all their classes, right? So they can pay for school and be there, right? They're just, like you said, not enough hours in a day to do all that. Right. So that I can see as a reason to pay student athletes because it, it's, it's such a big time commitment and you don't have to pay them. And, and, and I'm sure we're going to get into this in a second. But the main thing I want to hit on is that I don't want to give college kids a million dollars a year. Like, I'm not saying well, let's yeah. pay them start millions. I was like, I don't really even want to pay them that much for what a typical full time gig is. You know what I mean? Because it, I just don't believe in that because then that that's going to turn college sports upside down like that. That's bad. But there should be at least something, even if it's like a fucking like hourly wage or something to just pay everybody because of the time they come in, especially in D1. Right. For D2 and D3, it gets a little bit uh, a little bit more complicated. And, that, and that's where I'm struggling to kind of to get that all together. There's so many P- universities and colleges under the NCAA that it, it, I, I can't really blame them for defending that position to that point because there's so many of them. There's so much. It's insane. It's literally insane. So it's a lot, dude. And I don't play, I haven't played sports in college, but I haven't played high school. Even in high school, I was struggling. Like, even though practice was three hours every day and then game days were maybe four plus travel time, like, I, I, just, I would just be physically beat and mentally beat when I got home. Like, it was hard to have to do like a bigger project that I needed to do or, or do just regular homework just cause I was just so beat. I went hard, man. I, I played hard. You know what I, I mean? And these college athletes have it even worse cause they have to travel too. Like I know my school's yeah. a D three school and they, you know, they're traveling to, you know, they're in, they're in uh they're right outside of Baltimore in Maryland and they're traveling to places like Gaysburg or driving all the way down to Virginia. You know, they're driving all over the place for, for tournaments and games and just regular season games and stuff like that. Like, travel time has takes a hit on you, too, man. I mean, geez. And then going along with that, like, you know, if these guys aren't getting paid, they have to get a job. And with what time are they going to get a job? Right, um, yeah. And, and a job that's a actually going to pay them a decent enough wage to, yeah. you know, support themselves, you know? A lot of, a lot of the college athletes um, 
for the I don't want to I don't want to you know uh, put a minority or somebody or anything, but like you, there is a lot of players that come from tough homes and and these urban homes, and uh, it's they might not have the financial um, ability to you know put players in in these colleges or you know whatever you know uh, a kid might have a talent but can't go to you know Georgia because it's too much money or something like that. Um, I think now I get that there's scholarships and stuff like that. Um, but not, there's not, not every player gets a scholarship. What happens to the walk-ons? Um, you know, now some of them do really well and they end up getting a scholarship, but you have these guys that are walk-ons and they're, and they're putting their heart and soul into it and they're taking these classes and then you want them to like, they basically have to get a job at that point. Like what money would they have? I just feel like there's just not – that's a lot. Like, that's a lot of stress. I think um, you pay athletes, uh, they're I – don't, I don't know how to put this, but, I, I, like, the, the first thing that came to mind is, like, they're healthier. Like, they become healthier, like, like as a mindset, I guess. Um, there's not all the stress on them. Like, but the other thing is, too, like you said about the classes, like, do you think, like, Trevor Lawrence or, like, Tua – or like any of the top pro- NFL prospects are, you know, taking serious classes. Like they're probably taking like an African language class. Like, yeah. come on. No, you and it's- and 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 you know, in a way, if you're if you know you're good, it's kind of a smart move, right? If you make millions in the NFL, you make it, and you know you don't really need to do anything afterwards. You don't need you don't need to become a commentator. You don't need to become a coach. A lot do, but you don't need to do that, right? Because then at the same time, you can just pay somebody to handle your money. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and, and man, would they be useful, you know? And I guess, and and this is where I'm going to kind of disagree with the whole scholarship thing. I think they're, they're a lot more valuable than you think. Right. Um, I get that, but yeah, yeah. like, so let's, let's take now, listen, before I say anything, I understand I am in a pretty privileged situation compared to, you know, other people. Right. I, I am fully aware of this. And I also do not play college sports. I, I, you know, I dedicated my college career to my major, right? And that was just my decision. And nor did I think I was going to be good enough for basketball or hockey, which, which would have been the two sports I would have tried out for. But that's, that's a whole nother thing. Anyway, um, so I will probably be coming out of school when I graduate and I graduate in May. Uh, I will probably be coming out with somewhere in the range of about $150,000 worth of debt for my student loans, right? So I was approved for loans and by the government, given the money that paid for my schooling, right? And I will have to pay that back starting in November. Um, that'll be when I have to start paying back my loans. Um, I do not know what the minimum payments are. Now, the scholarship, or I'm sorry, the the loans have not affected me yet. Um, and I, I like you know, I, I the only money I work with is whatever's in my bank account and whatever is uh, getting in there from my job that I work. Uh, you know that I work with at school right that, that's all I have to worry about but what is gonna suck is when I get closer to May and if I don't have a job lined up I'm in trouble because I'm gonna have to start paying those loans off in November and if I don't have the money to do that I'm in some serious trouble you know what I mean um and that's a lot of money to be dealing with it's a lot of money a lot of money I am not making millions of dollars in the field that I'm in it's just not gonna happen so I, I guess what I'm saying is, is I can definitely see like if you if you sign a, a a student to a full scholarship, fully paid everything, I still think that goes a long way, and I would say that counts. Uh, the only thing I'll, because 
at least for my loans, at least for my school, right? The loans also include like, you know, room and board and includes a, a, a meal plan. I can, you know, go get food really at any point during the day. I'm sure the bigger schools are even have like 24 hour like cafeterias and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like they'd be without food and and, 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 uh, and a place to stay and, and everything else. Um, you can argue that, you know, other expenses come into play. You know, maybe somebody's paying for a car, you know, in my situation, I'm not you know, paying for really anything else. And it's really not my business what other people are paying for. But what I am saying is, is that like, if you get a full scholarship, you know, paid off, that that's a lot of money too. It's a lot of money. It's probably more than how much college athletes should be getting paid most of the time because that's basically a $150,000, $200,000 check. That's basically what that is. Uh, yeah. Like, and I'm not downplaying scholarships, but I just feel like, you know, there's stuff that scholarships aren't going to cover, and you right. kind of mentioned it, like a car, um, uh, your phone bill, uh, your car, yeah, phone bill. Uh, gas. Just, just other know. living expenses, and I know there are yeah. others. I will say, I guess my point is, and I'm not trying to discount those other or forget about those. I'm just saying that there are most of your basic needs are kind of met um, through your student loans if you're able to get one, and you know, get get into room and board, have a have a bed to sleep on, have a, you know. I have food to eat, all that good stuff. Sorry, I'm like half choking at the moment. So just excuse me a second. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Um, yeah, I just yeah, there's there's those other living expenses and like I said, I just don't know. Uh, like I struggle sometimes with having enough time in the day, and I'm not nearly as busy as these oh. guys. And um, it's just it's a lot. Like it's yeah. a lot for me and that, that's kind of my biggest thing um also i mean I, I just think that as i kind of said before like some athletes are coming from homes that maybe can't support them you know you give the 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 athletes money takes the burden off the families um and they're not shelling out all this money to possibly mm. and i'm not talking you know obviously guys that get scholarships is you know different but you know you're not sometimes it's not all about the big schools yeah. and and that's where the the tough part is for me. Also, there's a lot of fucking corruption in the NCAA. Yeah. Like we've we've heard the stories. Um, excuse me. Um, the biggest one I could that there I should say the first one that comes to my head is the Arizona State or uh, excuse me Arizona University of Arizona basketball team. Um, I think two years ago now it's when they had who became oh yeah what was that draft DeAndre Ayton yeah. Um, reported that he got essentially like a hundred K under the table yeah, um, and stuff like that. You know, that's, there's a lot of that going on and you get, you know, a, a university all over the country are getting these huge penalties because of shit like that all the time. Yeah. Um, so, you know, paying players takes a lot out of that. Um, I believe that that's the other big thing. I mean, there's just, I, I'll be honest. I think there's probably more corruption than there's even talked about. Like there's, I'm yeah. sure there's so much being hid. Um, I'm not, I hate to do this, but like, I feel like, like Duke basketball has got to be doing something there. Like I know they're, a, they're, they're a successful. Uh, program. We're going with the conspiracy theories now. No, but like, how do they continually? How do all these colleges continually to do this? And like, I get the, you know, there's, they have better facilities, and, and there's a bunch of different things. But 
there's got to be some situations where there's something going on. And I'm not saying giving a guy $100,000, but, like, stuff is definitely breaking the rules, even if it's very minor. I mean, you could also argue that, you know, let's let's look at college football where Arizona and Clemson have been the fucking top two teams for how Arizona, many years now? Uh-huh. Huh? I'm sorry, Alabama. You said Arizona. <laughs> I'm sorry, Alabama. My bad. Alabama and uh, Clemson, Clemson are, yeah. Yeah, are, are the top two teams, right? And that's been that way for quite a few years now, right? You, you could also argue that, you know, someone coming in could look at Alabama and Clemson and be like, well, shit, I mean, I'm almost guaranteed a national championship if I go to either of these two schools, so I'm going to go to them. And it'd probably be a harder sell to go to lower, you know, possibly unseated teams. People still do. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of the, you know, top star high school recruits are going to either one of those two teams or at least someone in, the, in you know, in the running kind of dark horse picks. I don't know, Michigan, Georgia, Michigan State. Ohio State, you know, those kind of guys. You know what I mean? So you could argue that, too, if we're going to start bringing up stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, I get that. I don't know. It just, like, yeah. part of me thinks, uh, they're just, like, it seems like every year there's some investigation in the NCAA about something happening, whatever it is, um, and it's just because of, of these rules. Um I, don't know. I, I did. I did want to touch on a you know a case study that I've definitely mentioned a hundred times before. Um, for but I it it is the most relevant relevant in this situation, right? So the the report that the PowerPoint I pulled up was actually a report on Donald DeLahaye. Um, if you're not familiar with him, uh, this was what two or three years ago now. Uh, he was yeah. a kicker for the University of Central Florida, which is a NCAA Division One school. Um. He was a kicker, right? He also, on the side, did YouTube. Now, he gained a pretty decent following, and the videos depicted him, you know, some stuff during practice. Like, not, and I say during practice, not like showing, like, plays, but like, you know, oh, he's hanging out with his teammates kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, kind of like day in the life type stuff without, like, giving any information away that would compromise the team. Like, he didn't pull an Antonio Brown where he recorded himself in the locker room while Tomlin was giving a speech kind of thing. He didn't do any of that, right? It was just more like, hey, look, this is what it's like to be a student athlete, right? And he get, he amassed a pretty decent following. He became active on YouTube, and he was eligible for monetization. NCAA attacked him. Uh, the NCAA basically said, you are not allowed as a student athlete make money off your stats. And this is where I have a problem, mainly. Yeah, this is the, one of the biggest points. Yeah, th- this, this is where I have a problem. We can argue all day about paying players directly, Here's where my issue lies. And this is this to me is just pure greed. And I really don't understand this decision at all. So they basically told uh, De La Haye that um, he had a choice. He could either continue playing uh, football for the University of Central Florida. And but he would have to shut down his YouTube channel or he continues his YouTube channel and earns money off of it. And uh, he would have to leave the team. So. He made the difficult decision to quit the University of Central Football Football or Central Florida football team and continue his YouTube career um, because he enjoy you know he loved football and he still makes little videos and from my understanding he joined a a, a professional team um, not in the NFL but somewhere else um, and is playing yeah CFL um, he joined a team and he's doing pretty well for himself um, but he cited that like look my I my career as an entertainer is where I belong, you know? And he had to leave the football team because of this. And this is where I'm just so confused. I can say with the absolute utmost certainty 
that if I were a little younger when this story broke and maybe thinking about playing sports in college and if I still had the aspirations of going pro in the NHL, which I did have at one point. I know he's not an NHL player but or a hockey player for that matter, but that was my dream then. But let's say, let's just say for this sake that I, I was thinking about going to college, playing football, and possibly going to the NFL, right? Sounds crazy for someone like me, but fuck it. That's what I wanted to do, right? I see a video by Donald DeLahaye, and um, the video depicts what he does on a normal day as a student athlete. I can't picture a single negative and about looking at this as a viewer, right? I'm, I'm probably sitting there like, this shit is cool. I want to yeah. be like this guy, right? I mean, look, he's doing it all. He's playing for a football team. He's doing his studies. He's working hard. He's doing good for himself. Why wouldn't I want to be that guy? And this is where this is where I'm confused with the NCAA. Why wouldn't the NCAA let this happen? Because now, oh, look, now I'm about to be part of your system, NCAA. Like, I'm literally going to probably go try and work harder so I can be in college and play football now. And I'll be a part of yours and I'll make you all the money you want. <laughs> For God's sake. Yeah. It, like, that that's where I don't, I don't get. Like, you're not going to pay these players. And a lot of these players who are maybe not stars or maybe don't have a scholarship. And, you know, why can't they just be entrepreneurs and market themselves? That's what I don't get here. It, it yeah. really this doesn't make any sense to me and again like i said i cannot stress this enough it he wasn't leaking anything about like the team and what plays they're running he just was making a video about what he does and that shit's awesome i love those type that type of content uh what does an athlete do in a normal day like a professional athlete was a college athlete do and for me since i'm a i'm a film and moving image major in my college right what does a what does this certain director do you know, on a typical day, like what's their morning routine? Like, what do they do? That shit's awesome. I love that type of stuff because to me, it's like, and, and Ty, we've talked about this over and over again in the NHL where, you know, the players at interviews are always giving cookie cutter responses. It's nice to peel back the curtain and see what is actually who you're actually cheering for on, on a more personal level. And, and, and that goes for college. I mean, college sports has as huge of a fan base as professional sports itself. You know what I mean? Everybody from alums to of the university to, you know, just people who are, are local to the university picking up the, the you know, as part of the fan base, it, it has a huge fan base. You know, you root for the players that are on the field, right? And especially since you don't have them forever. You have them for five years tops most of the time. And then the star players probably get out in two. So... I guess what I'm saying is, and that's the part I, I, I just don't get. So you're not going to pay these, these guys, but you're not going to let them make money for themselves, for themselves. No one is going out there and just typing in, I'm an NCAA athlete, pay me. He would, Dale Hay was putting in legitimate effort and quality into his videos and they had an extra boost because he was an NCAA athlete. And that requires hard work too. He's not just making a YouTube video that's five seconds long. He said, yo, I'm Dale. Hey, I'm an, I'm an athlete. And he's making ad revenue, right? Like that's not what he's doing. He's making quality content that just so happens to uh, be centered around what he does as a student athlete. I don't know why the NCAA would ever strike that down. That to me is pure greed. Not to mention, and again, please go watch the John Oliver video because it brings up a lot of great points about this and numbers that I just don't have at the moment. They make billions off of these guys and girls. Like, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. They make so much fucking money off of them. 
right? It's insane. We can, like I said, we can agree, disagree about paying the players directly. Like I've said before, I'm on the fence, but to me, this is where I'm pissed off is that like, I, you know, they can't, you know, they, they can't market themselves as just a person or an entertainer, you know, if they're a student athlete, that, that's just what doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I, I do want to note also, so while I was giving this presentation to my class two years ago, um, I distinctly remember talking to my friends. Now, again, I'm in a D3 school, you know, has decent sports programs. Uh, we were lacrosse champions a couple of years ago in the NCAA. Um, you know, so there's a ton of athletes. So of course, I was in a communications class, so there was a, quite a few athletes in my class. And uh, after I was over, the professor would kind of talk and kind of continue the conversation of what I was what I was just talking about. And I remember at one point she's, you know, she was talking about it and she's like, oh, well, you know, I also, from my understanding, heard that, uh, you know, NCAA players get like a, a, a food stipend when they're traveling to get food and stuff like that. Is that correct? And you saw all the athletes in the room start shaking their heads like, nope, nope, we yeah. get literally nothing. Now, again, this is D3. So I, I kind of understand, you know, like arguably the lowest level of it all, but. I digress. I, I just that that to me the the whole representation thing and not being able to sell yourself as a person and not for not for nothing. That's real world experience, uh, especially, you know, for, for someone who's in the film industry. Right. My whole career depends on how well I market and and, and, and competitive I am. That That's mm-hmm. what I have to do. So why can't somebody who competes in the NCAA market themselves to try and and hell that's business experience right there you know what i mean for someone who's gonna be taking an african language class that they're never gonna use you might as well give that throw them out into the fire and just say hey figure it out yeah i, I that I mean, that's what i don't get i i think as if you're on the side of college athletes should be paid i think this is one of your biggest points is that the ncaa can make money off of players but they can't players can't make money off their likeness um that's probably the biggest side now um kind of going to your whole point with donald dale hay is that and I, this is gonna sound like i'm going off topic but i will bring it back there's just somebody i found on youtube he's a former baseball player called matt antonelli i know who he is yeah and uh he talks all the time about his experiences in the mlb and I, of course i'm not an mlb player and like learn like listening to these stories you know i would have never imagined you know whatever happens or this you know this uh, he's talking about you know um how they're treated in the mlb and stuff again i would have never thought that um same thing with college football like in dale hayes case like i have no fucking clue like i i i guess okay i get the extent of what's happening but i'm sure there's a lot more going on it's cool that he did something like that. Yeah. Another YouTube channel I watch um, is called GM Goff. He's a he's a someone maybe a little younger than us, really good golfer, and he has a girlfriend that also golfs. And she, I don't know what college it goes to, but she's in the NCAA golf. Um, so she's not allowed in any videos. Not not only of her just golfing, but of her literally just being in the video. She's not allowed to. Um, it's such NCAA. fucking bullshit because then it has yeah. literally nothing to do with her being this, the, a student athlete at that point. Yeah. Like you don't even have so, to say it. Like it's it's really dumb. Um, yeah. and and she's really good. And you know, obviously, I, I guess if you're showing her playing, I mean, that's one thing. But yeah, she literally can't even make an appearance. So I, I think that's really the biggest thing is that you have 
you know, the NCAA is making so much goddamn money um, on, you know, on players, but they can't make a dime. Um, that's that's my biggest thing, uh, and and why I really this, hate it. But. This part strikes. This is the the whole thing that in this entire argument that strikes a nerve with me is the fact yeah. that like if you're not gonna pay college athletes fine like i said and we can we can go to the the pros of not paying them like you know yeah it probably prevents you know high school uh you know high school students from going to possibly bigger schools that have more money you know that kind of thing and we can argue that all day but at least give the athletes the opportunity to market themselves like that that's literally i will settle on that and i'm not even, and like i said i'm not an athlete so i can't speak for everybody and I, I what i what i definitely should do is is see if i can find a student athlete at my school who can sit down and uh uh you know talk about how they go through i would love to hear actually like how how they kind of deal with all the time constraints and 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 not being paid and all that kind of stuff so that might be something I, i'd be able to do um but in the meantime you know i just i i don't understand the whole likeness thing. That's the main thing I just don't get because it's literally not costing anybody anything in the NCAA. Like nobody, it's not part of the payroll. The guys are literally just working for themselves. So it doesn't cost you any money. So what the fuck's the problem? I I, I don't (laughs) get it. I, I, it strikes such a fucking nerve with me. Okay. I'm, I'm okay. I'm good. Um, Yes, I, that's, I, like I said, if you're on the side of paying college athletes, that's, or, or not even paying college athletes, but just like, the greediness of the NCAA, like that's the first thing you bring up. <sighs> now, uh, Brundy finally got his, his power one out, by the way. Welcome back, buddy. Um, and he's back. So we're going to go to him and he'll give his thoughts on the, uh, on the, excuse me, in the whole situation. Um, so I just, I just want to briefly say what I was going to say. So, uh, straight off the bat, I'll just say yes, college athletes should be paid. And that I will say my stance on this has changed greatly throughout the years um like when i was um in high school and even like when i like first started college i was like like no like it's it's not like they get a scholarship like that's that's whatever but um more recently my stance has changed and it has it's not necessarily the fact that um now i listened to the butt end of your conversation bobby and you were saying how like you know the ncaa makes all this money they give give none of it to the players I think that's a good point, but um, one uh, one point I want to briefly bring up though is, and this is limited to some sports. So, like, let me finish like what I have to say real quick. Um, I I feel like it, so like for some sports, um, there is a good enough alternative to college. At so like, let's take the basketball for example. I'll get to football later, but for basketball, it's like. You can go into the G League, you can um, go overseas and get paid six figures and then go back and play in the NBA if you want to and get, you know, you know, get your real money then. Um, so I think I think when it comes to some athletes and I'll, I'll say I'll say like basketball, uh, basketball college athletes, uh, if you are complaining about um, not getting paid for um for being a college athlete, I think, or a college basketball player, I think that's on you at that point because you, ha- as a basketball player, you have plenty of alternatives, um, and there you could be successful. Now, the problem with that argument is that it kind of, it kind of comes to a halt when you talk about football, 
because for football there's not a good alternative it's literally like because you can't come out of co- or you can't come out of high school straight into the NFL you have right. to be you have to be at least uh you have to play at least 3 year or you have to be 3 years, years removed 3 years okay yeah you have to be 3 years removed from high school and then uh then you can declare um now of like there's no good alternative to um college football you know maybe the xfl can make some sort of move but i highly highly doubt that and even so it's like i don't even know what the rules are for high school athletes going into the xfl um would be interesting to see like if if it actually succeeds like what that would be but um so it's kind of it's kind of a split argument in in that perspective um but with football it's like um it's it's a little bit more understandable why you'd want to um, pay the players because first of all, college football is probably one of the most popular um, popular sports in in, um, in the country, if not the most most popular. Um, and 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 the, th- and the thing about the thing about those athletes is like a lot of them come from like very like difficult um, circumstances. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm sure one of you guys have brought right, up as I'll well. Touch yeah, on it briefly. Um, and, and and I and I will say I I have had the pleasure of um of having uh, a couple classes with uh, with a few athletes. Um, both of them were actually basketball, but uh, one of which I've actually talked about quite a bit. I had my freshman year of college at Tennessee was uh, Admiral uh, Schofield, um, and he. I I just want to briefly talk about him um, for a second. Um, we had an eight AM math class. It was, oh. um, I I, could, I think it was like some sort of statistics class. Oh my god, no. Um, but so like it wasn't too bad for me because uh, I don't like Bob. You knew me in college. It's like what would I do? I would literally go to class and then I would go to bed. Yeah, and that's... I, I I would be awake. Yeah, you know for for all night and do my homework then. Um, so it wasn't too bad for me, but for Admiral, like literally he would come to class and go to bed. I'm not even kidding. Like he would sleep in like, in class because like, um, yeah, I was talking to him and I, I was like, dude, like you look really tired. He was like, yeah, dude, I only got two hours of sleep last night. Oh. I was like, I was like, shit, dude. Like, you know, um, how are you going to, how are you going to get more rest? He's like, oh, you know, if I lay my head down for 30 minutes, I'll be fine. <laughs> like, yeah, like that's literally what he's the power yeah power. yeah like, he was literally taking power naps in class and like he would leave class and like his energy would be back so like it it's like athletes like that kind of find a way to get get around it yep. so it, it it's very interesting to see like you know athletes can take a beating and like not get paid for it um especially like wh- when you're basically having like 18 hour practices um yeah. like kind of like he was and like he still had classes because like I'll, I'll be completely honest so like admiral schofield i believe he act, i believe he got drafted if i'm yeah, not mistaken i forget, I forget <clears throat> he's on an nba roster right now i think he's on this i'll look it up i thought it was a celtics but i think that's wrong so yeah so i believe he got drafted um but the thing is is like he he got a scholarship as well but like um when he when he came to Tennessee, like he was not obviously not like a sure shot NBA type of player. Like he was actually there and like, you know, doing classes and stuff, um, which is um, you know kind of interesting coming from you know kind of interesting getting that perspective. 
Um, but so that that's just, that's just kind of my two cents. It's like for some sports, like I can completely understand the argument. Like, yeah, pay the fucking players. They they take beatings. They you know come up from you know bad circumstances. And then there's other sports uh, where it's like okay, like you have alternatives. Like there's so that that's all I have to say about that. I'll say that uh, at one point that I haven't brought up that definitely is a huge point for I would I would argue. Uh, people who say we shouldn't pay them is it's probably not fair to the rest of the students like you only you're only going to get paid from coming here and playing sports but if you're here to have to get a science degree and possibly cure cancer you're not gonna you're not gonna get paid or even be a teacher for that matter and we definitely know and i'm not gonna get into politics teachers are very underpaid like and i don't even think it's i don't even think it's a question anymore so that that's that's where it gets a little weird for me it's like i can't justify paying somebody just for playing a sport you know what i mean and i understand it's a huge time commitment well so are a lot of other majors too sometimes you know what i mean like my my major specifically again and i know i don't, I don't want to be paid for i mean i yes i do want to be paid but I, I definitely don't deserve it over others mine is time my film major is is time consuming because i have to go out and go through like three different stages of things to even submit a project and it's time consuming and tedious every time producing this show is a good example of this because we have to put hours in it behind the scenes to make sure that the broadcast stays up and doesn't cut out. Thank you, Xfinity. Uh, uh, we got we to make sure we know what we're talking about. We got to make sure we have rundowns ready. We got to make sure everything just works, and that's time. Now, a picture that on a grander scale, that's my major. So, and and that that's what gets a little weird for me is that, okay, so we're just only going to pay the football, basketball players, right? Or, you know, what about the, you know, the women who play like, you know, softball or something, which doesn't have, unfortunately, a massive following on the professional level. You know what I mean? That's where this gets tough in the way yeah, I'm right. thinking, in my line of thinking. Um, by the way, just to put a cap on earlier, Admiral Schofield actually got drafted by the Sixers, but then it was like one of those picks that went to Washington. <laughs> so oh. he's on Washington. Okay. Um, but yeah, I get that. I mean, look, as I said before, like this is not an easy either side on this is not an easy debate i mean this is a huge debate i guess the one last thing i'll add for in favor of athletes being paid is that um if you pay athletes there's a better chance of them staying in school um for longer which in turn you know could get them a degree which could help them you know it's very hard to become a professional athlete um, some guys may get drafted and, you know, may fall out of the league in one year and, and don't get that shot. You know, you have guys in college that, that get paid, they stay longer, they get their degree, um, you know, they're, or not even get drafted. Like the, the guys that don't make it, like at least they have a backup plan now. Yeah. Um, that would just be my last thing on that. But uh, again, this, this is a tough, really tough uh, argument. Um, as we kind of talk about this, uh, the state of California right now is um, trying to pass a bill uh, that would allow uh, basically athletes to get paid for some, you know, somewhat paid for their likeness. It's called the Fair Pay to Play Act. Um, which I heard Tebow had some things to say about earlier today. Yeah, he did, which is funny. Well, I, I mean, being a college athlete, but he was at his time, one of the best and one of the most popular. And, uh, and he was actually on the other side of the, you know, on the side that they shouldn't get paid. Um, the uh, assembly actually voted 72 to nothing, which is interesting. Um, 
But yeah, I it's just they're doing that. South Carolina is also uh, planning to do something in January about it. So it's always going to be a hot topic. I, I I don't think unless it gets like definitely settled, it's ever going to be like yeah. it, it's it's always going to be talked about. Um, but it looks like California is trying to trying to do what they can, and maybe South Carolina, and then um. You know, maybe it's it, it might be the same situation. Like, for example, like the gambling, the uh, yeah, online gambling situation, where you know, for a while it was like not looked at great, and it was only um, you know, obviously Vegas and Nevada, and then and look at it now. I mean, New Jersey was one of the big guys, Fuck and that, yeah, Jersey, and and, uh, and now it's spreading. So you never know. But uh, I'll say that, that gonna... uh, I will. Uh, sorry, I will settle literally. And I, I mean, I, I can't speak for in behalf of the athletes, but for my own personal opinion, I will settle if you just let the athletes market themselves and make money off their own likeness, work their own way. They still have to put in right. the work, but that you know, student athlete definitely helps them. I, you can at least give them that. I mean, Christ, you make billions, and it doesn't even cost you a dime for for that. So Jesus Christ, just let them do it. God's sake. <laughs> Anyway. With that, we will put a cap on the discussion, and we will end on our NFL picks for week two. Uh, to recap last week, uh, me and Bobby went two on one, um, giving us two points because we did not get the score right. Brendy went one and two, getting one point. This week, we are highlighting, again, three games. First game we get on tap is Pittsburgh. Uh, let me see. I'm sorry. I'm, I think that's, I think it's Pittsburgh, Seattle at Pittsburgh, I believe. Excuse me. Uh, we have New Orleans and the LA Rams uh, <laughs> rematch of the NFC Championship game last year, and then our last game is the Sunday Night Football game, uh, Philly at Atlanta. I will start uh, with my picks for the uh, Pittsburgh game. I have Pittsburgh winning 30 to 21 over Seattle. I, I think this game has sneaky shootout potential. Um, I could see this game being a really high-scoring game. Um, Pittsburgh did not put on a good showing last week. You're goddamn right they didn't. Um, Fuck you, James Conner was, I think, like had 21 yards on 10 carries or something like that. Um, McDonald's got thrown to once. Uh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, McDonald or however you say his name. Got thrown to fucking once. So yeah, I think uh, Pittsburgh bounces back, and Seattle uh, barely squeaked by the Bengals, who we had not too much to say about on our preview show. Uh, and I, but I think Russell Wilson could have a big game. You better uh, next game. Again, I'm gonna say this again: sneaky shootout potential. But I don't think it's that sneaky. I think this game's kind of gonna blow up. I have New Orleans winning 37-31 over the Rams. I think they get the revenge from last year's game. Uh, Drew Brees uh, literally. What, like this guy is so cold blooded. Uh, the Houston Texans scored, I think, 37 seconds left, and they had no timeouts on Monday Night Football. This guy takes two plays, goes down the field, gets in the field goal range, and they win the game. <laughs> like he and I don't know how many times I've seen him do that. So I have them winning, and then my last game, I have Atlanta winning um, over Philly, 23-20. Awful outing by Atlanta last week. Um, Matt Ryan had a tough game, and their offensive line had a tough game. Dalvin Cook kind of ran all over them. Uh, Philly had a fucking scare in the first half. They were, I think, they were down twenty-one to six at halftime. Or something half, to yeah, <laughs> and uh, they ended up coming back, but I think Atlanta squeezes it out. 
All right, Bobby, what are your picks for the week? All right, so starting with Seattle and Pittsburgh. I got Pittsburgh just barely squeezing this one out, uh, 21-17. I think they're playing with a huge chip on their shoulder. Uh, I, I would at this point. So I'm going to say that their first game back at home, a uh, huge chip on their shoulder after a blow win and, and against a team that uh, is just kind of barely squeezing by. Uh, I got them winning 21-17. to uh, Yeah, so that's really what I got to say about that. Um, so New Orleans and... Uh, the Rams. I did not know they were playing this week. I did not know the revenge game was coming back already. Um, so I actually got, I, I got New Orleans winning twenty four to fourteen. Um, I have some questions for the Rams offense right now. Um, I, I I like you said, Tyler Breeze is just the most cold blooded fucking dude on the face of the planet right now. Uh, and New Orleans just every time I read their roster, they just seem stacked. So yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised. And again, I, I, another chip on their shoulder game. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Saints are just going to march march on down the field each drive just to, you know, prove a point. So I wouldn't be surprised. So I got New Orleans winning 24 to 14. Uh, Philly, Atlanta, I'm going to go Philly on this one. I have another 21 to 17 finish in favor of Philly. Um, and my main thing is that I, I, so Philly scared me a little bit against Washington. Um, they, they, they had no business going down that much in that game. However, again, on paper, you look at, you look at the, the, uh, the Eagles roster and that offense is stacked, dude. I mean, their receiving game is ridiculous. And if Carson Wentz is going to continue to be Carson Wentz, then I, this offense is going to be insane. And I don't know if Atlanta's secondary can keep up. And I will also say that uh, I know Philly's secondary is not great right now. Um, however, you know, really you got to worry about Julio the most. And he's been a fly trap and was really shut down last week. So um, I have Philly just edging this one out 21 to 17. And Brandy, we'll end on you. Go ahead. Okay, sorry, my mic is muted. Um, so, uh, not not really a whole lot to say about the um, Seattle at Pittsburgh game. I really think uh, Pittsburgh was just embarrassed um, last week, and and I, I, I yeah. So I think they're I think they're gonna come out um, at home against Seattle pretty strong. I think you know can't um, you know Russell Wilson obviously like like Bobby always brags he's a fantasy b so probably can i think it'll be a um pretty uh competitive game but i i do think at the end uh pittsburgh will finally pull away and and uh take it 30 to 20 um and the saints at the rams uh the rams are looking you know and they're looking they're a little odd there's a lot of questions with them um and i i, I think with the saints um they de- they definitely look really stacked um, so I, I think this game is gonna. I think this game is gonna come down to whoever has the ball last. I think it's just gonna be a simple, uh, simple fact that uh, something weird is gonna happen, and I think I think the Rams will just. Like, this is literally just. A, this was a kind of a coin flip for me, um, simply f- uh, for the fact that uh, the Rams are home and the Saints are a good team, and um, but I'll, I'll have Rams getting the last. Uh, I'll have the Rams getting it. You you are you time that so badly, by the way. <laughs> um, but the the Rams, uh, I'll have getting the last possession and getting a touchdown win at the uh, you know at the last play of the game, twenty four to seventeen. And then Philly at Atlanta. I this is not really a uh, this is not really an Atlanta team I'm liking right now. Um, but I I do like the fact that. Um, that Philly didn't play against Washington very well, um, which I mean, I guess that kind of makes me a little bit, you know, excited that maybe Atlanta could actually get a win this season. 
So, um, and Bobby, you, you brought up the fact that Julio was locked down really well um, last week. Well, that's because they were going against an elite defense. Yeah. And I don't think Philly's defense is anywhere near as good as, uh, like, they have a good defense, but not, like, Minnesota good. Um, and I, I, what's that? Is it arguable, but yes. Uh, okay. I, I mean, I think that I think the secondary for the Vikings is better, but the Eagles have one of the best D lines in the league. <laughs> well, um, so I, 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 d- I definitely think you know if Matt Ryan can get online with Julio, it'll it'll be a very nice matchup. I think it's going to be quite a shootout, though. I think it's just going to be a field goal win for the Falcons, thirty-three to thirty. And with that, we wrap up the show. Um, this was a really good one. I think it was really interesting, kind of. Uh, offbeat to what we usually do but it was nice and we'll probably continue to do some topics like that in the future um unfortunately like i said earlier in the show zach is was not with us today hopefully we can get him back on track so i'm missing uh i'm missing missing the start of the week you know oh yeah i know i i just miss zach he's a lovely (laughs) human and uh so hopefully he's back next week we'll take him off the injured list um but if you want to contact us we're on twitter at complay network also, your boy today got on Facebook and finally uh, messed with the Facebook page that's been up for a year and hasn't been touched. Uh, <laughs> so you can find us on Facebook, too. We're also at Come Play. I think we're at Come Play Podcast there. That's not good. At Come Play Network, Come Play Podcast. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're fine. We're but, yeah, the, the place to reach us is on Twitter. That's what we're all on the most. So with that, that was episode 33. We'll be back next time with episode 34. Looking forward to it. Like I said, hopefully we have Zap back. But until then, we'll see you next time. And uh, that is it for us. Thank you for watching. And uh, episode 34 next time. We'll see you then.